I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is The Rich Eisen Show. Carry the hell on. With guest host Ben Lyons. Kendrick Perkins joins the show. Are you afraid to swim in the ocean because of your knowledge now of sharks? Absolutely not. The Rich Eisen Show. Could he be the new voice of those Earth shows instead of David Attleborough? Right. So good, yes. Planet Earth narrated <laughs> by Kendrick, Kendrick Perkins. Perkins. Carry the hell on. Earlier on the show, co-host of the Knuckleheads podcast, Quentin Richardson. Coming up, NFL Network analyst and nine year NFL veteran James Jones. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Ben Lyons. Knicks get it done out in Vegas, beating the Pacers. First win in the summer league for the New York Knicks, behind 32 from Emmanuel quickly. Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. DJ, DJ sent me this video yesterday of Mac McClung and the Lakers. Like, Oh my God. No, nobody playing on the Lakers summer Hoosiers league team. Hoosiers out there in Vegas. Nobody on that team is going to be on the Lakers this fall. I mean, like, come on. Mac, he's diving into the stands. Shows he wants it. Are they playing it. next week? Jeez, I we, believe we should, the we Vegas go. Summer is League it, goes about go? 10, 11 days or so. I'm there. I may have to go to a game. Oh, man. I can't believe you've never been, Brockman. It's like right up your so, alley. I mean, I can see Brockman. Trust me. Trust Nothing me like a I Summer know. League, you know, Charlotte versus Orlando, 11 a.m. tip. Hornets favored by five and a half. Brockman's there, ready to go. <laughs> He's scouting, air quotes. Uh, joining the show right now. Uh, from the NFL Network, former Green Bay Packer, James, jo- uh, James Jones is kind enough to join us. We appreciate you having us uh, coming on the show, James. And, and we're talking about Aaron Rodgers not playing in the preseason. Big deal, no deal? What are your thoughts on QB12 not playing? No deal at all. We're talking about the MVP of the league. I mean, what's he going to see in preseason that's going to get him ready for the season? no. <laughs> Uh, no, no deal at all, man. I, I mean, I like it. Um, and then not only that, man, you got to see what these young players got in, got, got in front of you, man, especially Jordan Love. He, he didn't have the opportunity to play all last year in preseason. He's, he's going to get three of them this year. So, you know, let him get as much work as he possibly can to, to, to get him ready. But, no, I don't think Devontae needs to see none of it. Aaron needs to see none of it. I don't think they need to go out there. They need to be ready for week one. As someone who knows that organization well, do you think there's any type of hangover around the Packers franchise about how everything with Aaron played out over the summer and the uncertainty? And yes, they did get to a place of of mutual understanding, but is there any kind of ripple effect from Aaron's conversations with them this summer? I don't think so. Uh, You know, when I was out there for training camp, it it seems like it was past everybody. You know, I had a chance to talk to Brian, the GM, and Mark Murphy. You know, obviously I had a a chance to talk to my guy Aaron, and it just seems like it's by everybody, man. It's all smiles out there. Everybody's smiling. They know they got an opportunity, you know, a very good football team to win the Super Bowl and and get back to the big game. So I think that's all the talent they have on getting back. But when I was there, it was all smiles. It It was no sign of any tension, any beef, any of that stuff. It was all smiles. We got our guy here, however we had to get it done, and now let's go try to compete. 
James Jones joins the show, NFL Network Super Bowl champ. What was it like to see Charles Woodson get enshrined in Canton over the weekend? Oh, man, that's my brother, man. <laughs> that's my brother. I, lo- I loved every bit of it, man, from him opening up, singing to his mom. You know, I'm sure we all know how special our moms are to us, man. But, you know, there's something special about them single moms out there, you know, holding down, working 24-7, making sure their kids got it. So, I loved every bit about it. I loved how he told his kids, man, you know, I pray you guys love your mom like I love mine. You know, that, that, that that's huge. You know, but for me, you know, just watching those guys up there and, and especially Woodson, you know, with the tears coming down and, you know, all the emotion, you know, I always tell my kids all the time, man, you see these draft picks crying, you see these Hall of Fame guys crying. I tell you, it's not because of what happened. They crying because of the journey that they've been on. And, and going back down memory lane and remembering everything it took for them to get here. And I was able to be blessed to play with Woodson for eight years, you know, in Oakland and Green Bay. And just to see the work that he puts in, man, the time, the effort, the top of him being a special athlete, just, just to sacrifice the work that he puts in, you know, each and every week, each and every day, you know, every offseason. It was special to see my brother get in there. Let's go from the Green Bay Packers to the Las Vegas Raiders. Every time I'm in Vegas and I see that stadium sitting right there by the Mandalay Bay, I go, man, it is going to be nuts when fans start coming. The team's any good. This place is going to just be insane. You were out at Raiders camp. What's the vibe like around the Las Vegas Raiders? That's how you explained it. (laughs) It's about to be nuts out there, man. It's, It's about to be rocking. Uh, you know, that, and that's how they practice. And, man, the energy, the effort, you know, it's turned up out there. They know that, you know, fans is coming in the building. You know, year four for Coach Gruden, you know, it, it's time to go to work. It, it's, it's not time to be 8-8 eight and eight anymore. You know, it, it's time to go to work. You know, we some good pieces over there that they're excited about. So, we'll see, man. I mean, you got a tough test coming into the building week one and, and Lamar Baltimore, but – going to be productive and the Raiders got to bring it this year, man. But I'm excited for him, excited for Derek Carr, Coach Gruden, and to see a lot of these young fellas get out there and go to work. Big story yesterday, James, was Michael Thomas and his cryptic tweets. And we were joking in studio where it feels like it's always a wide receiver who's always getting <laughs> oh, into man. it. What's going on with you guys, man? <laughs> oh, man. I don't, I don't even uh, like that tag, man. Um, I haven't into the situation and you know to what, what's all been going on but uh start- like some stuff you just need to keep house you know that's it you know without working out within family you know whatever feel working out between the family talk to the coach one-on-one but you know everybody you know a special player you know, so hopefully they can keep him happy because they need him around, man. You already lost Drew Brees. You don't need to lose arguably the best receiver in the game, you know. So whatever they got to do, keep him happy. Get this thing rolling when he's back from his injury so they can, they can get off on the right foot. James Jones joins the show, NFL Network analyst, Super Bowl champion. Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. You notice how once I start calling out wide receivers, James's cell phone reception kind of goes a little spotty. <laughs> you notice that, right? It's not by accident. And, and, all I do is tap a little thing on my phone and you know make it static a little bit once you start talking about the receivers. Yeah, uh, wide receivers are always the one having problems. Oh, I'm sorry, I got a bad connection. Yeah, I can't hear you. Yeah. 
Hey, speaking of another wide receiver, I know you got big expectations for OBJ this year in Cleveland. What are you expecting for him this season? I do, man. I just, you know, talking to him and being around him, man, he's just hungry. And it's not even what he's saying, you know, it's just how he's looking, what he's doing. You know, you could tell that he's just mentally ready. You could tell, you know, because when I was with him and the Giants for that training camp before I had a chance to go back to Green Bay and finish my career, OBJ was an absolute dog. He didn't care who threw him the ball. He didn't care what route he was running. Just put it over there in my area, and I promise you, I'll make the New York Giants look good. I'll make Eli Manning look good. I'll make everybody in this place look good, and we'll win some ball games. And when I talk to him and I see him, that's the mindset he has. He's back to that dog mentality that, you know, no matter what's going on, hey, swing the ball my way, and I'm going to make a play and show everybody that I'm still one of the best in this game. Well, well said, James. There's definitely a difference in the appetite size between hungry and hungry. I feel like when guys are hungry, it's just like a deeper level of wanting to eat. So I totally get it with OBJ. Uh, let's stay in the division, shall we? Um, Lamar Jackson now diagnosed with COVID for a second time, yet refusing to get vaccinated. It's a reminder that this is going to be an issue and a conversation that will be around this upcoming season. Uh, talk to me your thoughts just about players and their relationships with the vaccine. And when you're hearing these stories come out of the different camps, uh, how does it make you feel? Well, I mean, you know, should everybody is entitled to, to doing what they want to do, man, and, you know, having their own opinions about the shot and things like that. You know, my only thing is if you don't get the shots, you don't have to live in the bubble again, you know, the whole season. You know, it's no going to restaurants or doing all that type stuff or, you know, getting caught at any events with your mask off and all that type of stuff. You're going to be getting fined by your team, by the NFL and all that. So you're going to have to live it, live in the bubble. So if that's what you want to do for that season, you know, and not get the shot, then that's what you want to do, you know. For me, it's bigger than than, than me, you know. Like if I'm, if I'm around people every single day and I, I'm committed to playing in a football season, you know, and I'm coming home to my two little kids and my wife, you know, I don't want to bring back nothing to them. So if I was playing, you know, I, I would get the shot as, as a person, as, as a pers- personal for me. Now for my teammates, I wouldn't be sitting there judging. I wouldn't be sitting there saying, Hey man, to go do this, go do that. Because everybody, you know, has their own opinion, you know, shoot, maybe he's not taking a shot because you know, something bad happened to somebody that took the shot. I don't know. You know, so it's a bunch of stuff that goes on with that. But for me, you know, if I was still playing in this game and I said, okay, look, it, you know, I'm going out here, you know, even though people can still catch COVID, but, you know, I'm committed to playing, you know, I would take the shot just so I could protect my family, you know. That would be that would be my, my decision. So, but for Lamar, I don't I don't know. It's, it's up to him and, you know, he'll, he'll do what he feels right, feel is right for himself. James Jones joining the show, NFL Network analyst, won a Super Bowl and it's that time of year where some players start to get that itch. They wish they were back out there. Others couldn't be happier that they don't have two a days on their calendar. Every <laughs> August when it becomes training camp time, what are your thoughts? What are you feeling? Is there a part of you that wishes you were still out there or are you at peace with the fact that you're able to visit these camps with Andrew Siciliano instead? <laughs> hey, man, I am at peace. I, I, I checked out the game at the right time. Um, I know I did because I do not get the itch to play. I know I joke and talk about it and, you know, act like I want to come back, but I am good where I'm at, man. And it's, it's crazy you asked me that question because when I retired, 
I went back week one to uh, watch the Green Bay Packers play, and I was like, man, why am I coming to a game so early? I'm going to walk in here and want to get back in my locker, get my cleats <laughs> on, and, and go play a game. But it was the opposite, man. I got there. I seen Jordy and them suiting up and all that, and I looked at them and said, I'm glad it's you, not me, brother. Good luck. <laughs> Stay healthy. You know, uh, Go out there and do your thing. So I know I made the right decision. I'm at peace. I'm coaching my little kids now, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm, I'm living through them, trying to get them right, even though they don't listen to their daddy. They look at me like I don't know what I'm talking about. But it's all good. I'm going to keep pounding away at them. But, no, man, I have fun coming to these training camps with Andrew Siciliano, Siciliano Colleen Wolf, Kay Adams, all of them. I have, I have a ball working with them. Hey, James, it's Chris Brockman. When we get ready looking at the season, who's a team that we're not talking about that we should be? For me, it's the Broncos. You know, every time somebody asks me, man, who's going to be that surprise team? Who's going to come out and, you know, have a playoff season? And, and we'd be looking like, man, we weren't talking about them, man. For me, it's the Broncos. You know, you, you look at this division, you know, everybody's high on Herbert, who I am. You know, obviously you got Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. You have the Raiders. I mean, you have the Broncos. I think the Broncos is – is going to make a lot of noise, and not not only in, the, in this division, but in the National Football League. I think they're one of those teams who could, who's going to be when we get close to the end of the season. People are not going to want to play, man. You know, you got Von Miller, Chubb. You know, you'll have uh, Teddy Bridgewater, in my opinion. You know, starting and uh, you know not turning that rock over. I think this is going to be a really good football team. Appreciate the insight, as always, and good luck coaching your kids. That's got to be a thrill for, for you and for them. We appreciate you taking some time, James. Not a problem. Thanks for having me, fellas. Be good, man. Right, James. James Jones from the NFL Network. You buying him on the Broncos? First time I've heard that. Ooh, you know, talking about an underrated team, I, I, I'm wondering if they're just keeping the seat warm for Aaron Rodgers until uh, they can get him next year. But I don't know. Uh, Vic Fangio said that Drew Locke is going to start the first preseason game. They definitely have a quarterback competition, an all-out move. They traded for Teddy Bridgewater. You heard James say he expects Teddy to take over. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. But they definitely have weapons. They have very talented players at the skill positions. If Von Miller is back 100% healthy, then I think they could be a team that could kind of fly under the radar and catch some teams by surprise. The NASCAR Cup Series heads to the Brickyard to take on the road course for the very first time. Witness the start of a new tradition this Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern on NBC. Ben Lyons in for Rich on a Tuesday. The Rich Eisen Show rolls on. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed 
passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. I always like to think that I'm his most favorite person in the room. But when the Vince Lombardi trophy is sitting between the two of us, I yeah, think I lose. Low. I think I lose out. <laughs> hey. Michael Irvin, right? I think I lose out to this hey. baby, right? It's so funny you start with this because I'm gonna tell you something, man. Yes. I, I when I was playing, I made a pat that I would never go to a Super Bowl until I play in the Super Bowl. Okay. Every guest that comes <laughs> here, they're going to get Super Bowl questions. That's why I always say I would never go to a Super Bowl until after I play in a Super Bowl. So I would not have people like Rich Eisen. Asking me questions that I cannot answer. Now, what do you want to ask, Rich? Because I'm prepared to answer since I won three of these things. So what was it like picking this trophy up for the first time? It was the greatest thing. And it really was, Rich. It really was the greatest thing. Do you remember the circumstances? Thing. Oh, my God, man. First of all, you got to go back and think about, like, we were 1-15. and 15. We were 3-13, and 1-15. and 15. When you're 3-13 and 1-15, and and Cleveland Browns, I know you don't think there's any chance that you would ever lay a hold of something like this. So to go from those days to coming in 92 and winning that Super Bowl and actually somebody handing you that trophy, the most incredible thing, most incredible feeling in the world. Did you ever step in when you heard that Jimmy and Jerry were not doing well or you just you, your station wasn't that I, life I just, at that point in time I just didn't think anything would happen Rich I really didn't I was like well, you, you can't, are you
That's like it's opening Hollywood. a pack of cards and getting the LaMelo Logo Man one of one. Like nothing, that would never happen again in your life. You couldn't even dream of that No, happening. because there's no way that LaMelo will ever sign something that he's not getting paid millions <laughs> yeah, of dollars for true. ever again. LaMelo's he was always on his rookie Panini deal or whatever. LaMelo's always a redemption. That's too oh bad. Goodness. Oh my goodness. All right, let's hit some more NFL news, guys. Yeah, what do you not, got, buddy? not sure if you saw this. Tom Pelissaro yeah. tweeted it out. So remember a couple of years ago when they banned all end zone dances and all that fun stuff? Yes, and the then, no fun league. The no, no celebrations, fun league. 
No, uh, showing your emotions. So then they brought it back. Right. This actually, you know what? Which Let's was, do choreographed. Yeah, choreo. So that was like super fun. And so it seemed like the league had kind of turned a corner in that. Uh, however, now a rule change coming up this year. Point of emphasis. They, officials have been instructed to strictly enforce taunting rules this coming season. Two violations result in automatic ejection, fines, and even suspensions in play if overly egregious. So no this pro- means I have what? no problem with this. The peace sign, like Tyreek Hill turning around and giving deuces to guys, like that's out. Celebrating and taunting are two different things. If you want to coordinate with your teammates where you do a Gronk spike and then everybody stands around you in a circle and falls backwards or something in unison. Right, that's cool. That's okay. You're celebrating. But if you're taunting and you're being demeaning to your opponent, you're belittling your opponent, that's the stuff that gets ingrained into the culture of the game and passed down to the next generation. Nobody wants to see an 11-year-old high-stepping in peewee football and making fun of another an 11 year old because he saw his favorite player do that on tv i have no problem with the choreographed celebrations to bringing out a, a, a the, the pen out of his sock and signing the football right Great. right right leave a cell phone underneath the goal posts and you want to score a touchdown and call somebody like joe horn that's fine i'm okay with props chad ochocinco in the hall of fame jacket great love it props i'm all in because it's celebrating. How it's is high joyful. stepping showing your? I mean, I don't see view high stepping as taunting. If whatsoever. you're turning to the DB behind you and pointing at him as you're running past him, right? And I just don't want the demeaning energy around. But see, the now celebration. this comes really into now. It's a this ref might call this, and this other yeah, ref might not. Yeah, you're, sure. you know, it's when you're open. being demeaning to your opponent. You know when you are. Taunting your opponent. I mean, I guess there's I'd, not a fine line between celebration and taunting. It's pretty I, black and white. I'm sorry, but like these are grown, tough men, and a man running by you and throwing up the peace sign. I mean, is that really demeaning to you? Like you got beat on the foot. That's more. That could be to the whole team. Like yo, we're in. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think missing, I look at it differently. You're missing the biggest point here. Kids watch that. And then we'll imitate that. Yeah. Okay, well, kids celebrate an MJ. Kids watch a lot the... of stuff that they should. I mean, <laughs> no, look at this I know, world no, I get over the that. past. Month. I get that. And we're going to talk but about what I'm a saying game. Is that's a... why they're wanting to set the example to the kid. That's where it's the problem. I get I it. Well, that's the NFL, they're far. No, you know, I know. Up, but like, <laughs> I know. No, I know. But that's... I, I don't know. I, I find that really stupid. Yeah, Peter, just... Peter Schrager, our buddy from Good Morning Football, tweeted this out as well. He spoke to NFL officials. He said last week on the taunting, said there's a significant difference in making gestures and making gestures at opposing players. I think we're going to see a lot of flags for things at opposing players. Remember in the Super Bowl, Antoine Winfield Jr. made the piece, made the deuces, a Tyree kill. That got flagged in the Super Bowl. But that and was worth it because that was that was oh that, that was, was to karma. Get, that was he to put get that back, in his back, back the pocket. Season. That was totally of course, fine. of course. But we're not going to see that this year. And if we do, it is going to get a flag. Listen, you know when you're taunting your opponent directly at your opponent. You know that if you score a touchdown and you spike the football, and if it's done in a way where you're spiking it at him, or look, that's a different energy. It's all about re- intuition. It's all about reading into the energy behind the celebration. If it's celebratory, if it's joyful, if it's supported by your teammates, awesome. And the fact that the NFL has grown to a place to embrace that. Remember, you used to just take the camera and they would put it off the guy in the end zone. You'd be like, no, 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 go back. 
I want to see him dancing. And no, right. they'd cut it and they'd show the coach, yeah. like with some papers over his mouth or something. Now they're at least marketing it, celebrating it, putting the camera on OBJ when he's moonwalking. That's fine. That's super fun. Love that. Yeah, they're just trying to get rid of some of the, like I said, at, at the opponents, demeaning the opponent. When it's demeaning the opponent. What would be your touchdown dance over there? Would you be shoving it in somebody's face oh, oh, if you got I, in the end zone? I probably can't do it now because, you know, all of a sudden we're in this big league of big, tough men who go out there and beat each other up for, you know, for a couple hours a, a Sunday. But, like, if I throw up the peace sign because I blew by you, hey, I'm going to get flagged and thrown out. Come on, man. Like, taking away dancing was stupid. It was a stupid thing to do. Anytime the celebration is banned. It's taken away was dumb. Wrong. This is dumb. We learned they that fixed it. They, they, yeah. they brought back. No, I get it. If, right? if you're going to run by a guy and maybe do a Marshawn Lynch, Lynch and grab yourself, then okay, maybe. But like, yeah, but well, that's where yeah, that's where the problem lies. The problem lies in where does it get too much? And that's the this issue. is up for the. This is I know. Well, and we're going to see. Debate. We're going to see in be, September. Yeah, we're going to see in the preseason and in yep. the first few weeks of the year what gets called and how much it's getting called. Yeah. We'll see. As long as they continue to bring in their teammates and have choreographed celebrations. Yeah, that's fun. I mean, Things they work yeah. on during the week. I think the Eagles and, and Seahawks were two of the best teams doing that yeah. over the last couple of years, the Chiefs as well. Uh, a few more just NFL hey, items, Chris, guys. before you go, let me ask you this. Sure. So... One thing I love, and we've talked about this, the interception now. Everyone does it when they oh, intercept. They all, and does and the, the picture. whole team runs into the Now, is that zone? taunting? Are they going to get flagged for that? You're, That's, well, you're celebrating. celebrating the turn in possession. You're yeah. celebrating the interception. Maybe if you're the University of Miami, you're wearing a turnover the chain. chain. and all that stuff. I, we haven't seen that in the NFL yet. I don't think, uh, as long as they're not doing it like on the opposing team's sideline, right? They're okay. doing it in the end zone. I hope not. I, I've, I've, become a, I've become a fan of that one. Yeah, that, that's grown on you, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really grown nice. on you. That's pretty fun. All right, a few other uh, notes around the league as we do our grab bag here. TJ, maybe we'll see some of this on Hard Knocks. Amari Cooper. Finally taking off the pup list, so he's okay. going to be back at Cowboys practice. Jalen Hurts. A lot of question marks on Jalen Hurts heading into this season. I want to see how he plays in the preseason. Early notes from Eagles camp, heavily targeting Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. I think the question is less tight about end. tight ends. I think the question is less about Jalen and more about the organization's belief in Jalen. He oh, went out there and sweet. played well. We know what he did in college. We know his skill set, what he's capable of. I think the question mark is not really about him. It's just about do they believe in him? Are they going to support him? Are they going to give him a real opportunity? Are they still kind of in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes? Are they still looking over their shoulder to say, is he our guy? I think that's a big thing for Philadelphia, just going all in, putting their arms around the kid, and let him go out there and play. They haven't done that yet, so that's where the confusion is. Yeah, they haven't done that. I, I still... Yeah. Can't believe that they 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 fired Doug Peterson. I still can't believe that. that the, the game where if they had if they had won the last game and then the Giants would have gone to the to the playoffs or something. Watching that with my father, the Giants fan, as they brought in Sudman, Sudfeld, Sudfeld, yeah, Sudman. Sudfeld, yeah. We don't really know. We Nate, have to check that. Nate, his name's Nate, Nate. Sudfeld. Yeah, name's Nate. that was one of the lower moments <laughs> in recent football history. I think that yeah. whole spectacle and Doug Peterson was responsible for that so I do understand letting him and it worked out they got Devontae Smith so yeah. I mean what are we doing here yeah. uh, TJ your guy Darren Waller one of the best tight ends in the league yes sir out with the Las Vegas Raiders man almost said Oakland uh, he's gonna miss his eighth straight day of Raiders camp 
Yeah. Eight straight day of camp concerns, TJ, your guy. What are you going to spend, 28 bucks on him in fantasy coming up? Well, I mean, you know, I'm not a Raider fan, so I don't like to go into other people's cribs and, and, and move around their furniture and talk about their decorations and stuff. So, But from a fantasy perspective, I, you know, I had Darren Waller, great player. I'd be a little concerned if I was a Raider fan, but it's still early, right? If this is the end of August, right before the season starting, but I— I kind of feel like some of these guys just want to give their bodies time to heal up, and there's no reason to be out there getting beat up. Yeah, at especially the at the August, start of camp. Know. The idea of missing eight days in the first week of August is a lot different than eight days closer to labor. Yeah, right. I don't. I still don't know who the the top pick in fantasy is. You have the number Man, one pick. We were talking about this. Who too is the guy? Last playing week. in a keeper league or some league where you draft your team as opposed to. DraftKings weekly fantasy. Yeah, I would say if you're just you starting have? fresh, not not a dynasty or anything, you're just starting fresh. Uh, I think you go running back first. Mm-hmm. It seems to be the thing. Is it is it Christian McCaffrey? Do you believe that he is fully healthy coming back and is going to be awesome? Dalvin Cook has been kind of a touchdown machine the last couple of seasons when he is fully healthy. Guys traditionally coming off 2,000-yard seasons don't do it again the year after with that workload. So is Derrick Henry, the guy you look at, or is he thinking maybe you could snag him a little bit later? Zeke was lost 15, 20 pounds. Looks good. He looks in phenomenal shape. We'll see him on a hard knocks tonight. Zeke I have no idea who the number one shape pick in is. August. And it used to be that there was just, no, Ben, he, there was an he, he, undeniable he number one. <laughs> he there was an undeniable number one pick. Yes. That's the way it yes. used to be. It's yes. like, well, Danny and Tomlinson is going to be your number one. And then everybody else figure out the rest. Yeah. It's not like that anymore. I think with any of the three Chris listed, though, if you're just starting on fantasy football and you have the first pick, any of the three Chris said, McCaffrey, Cook, Derrick Henry, that's going to be your smart and your safe bet. Because even if they don't pan out, like you're never going to kick yourself because you drafted Dalvin Cook and he has an offseason. No, the only thing that could happen is injury and there's yeah. nothing, that's nothing you can do about yeah. that. So I think I'd go with Cook. I think out of all those, oh, yeah. I would take Cook so? as my number one over McCaffrey and anybody else. If I had the number one pick, would you rather have the number one pick this year or 9-10 in the snake draft? I think oh. I'd probably rather have 9-10. Yeah, it seems like there's more parity towards the middle as opposed to truly elite guys at the top. And also, if you want to pick later, it kind of like takes the onus, the onus off of you to have <laughs> yeah, to make yeah, right? Exactly. But I, I play, play two pick is the worst. The worst. The worst. <laughs> I play in that, an auction league, so yeah, ours auction, is a little yeah. different. Right. We do auctions, so you have a chance to get anyone Anybody. you want. You just have to pay for them. Like last year, McCaffrey was our highest-paid player. He went for seventy-two dollars. So, and we only have a two hundred-dollar budget. So, what's that the draft spent situation for the Rich Eisen Show League? And do I have to get jumped into the league? Like, how do I get to become a part? <laughs> Let me of tell this you, thing? Ben. I've been associated with this show since two thousand eighteen. I've tried <laughs> to get a show fantasy league going every year and. Every year, Brockman's like not really that interested. So if he's not that interested, then I kind of just go, okay. No, no, we're so. going, we're, we decided we're going to do one thing. Is I only like to have one team. And then Rich and I do the Alice in yeah. Chains fantasy, you know, charity yeah. league. We're, we're not fans of like having multiple yeah, leagues. Yeah, we're supposed to have six teams. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's I want to root you... for a guy in this exactly. league, but then I need. I need Dalvin Cook to score, you know, 25 fantasy points in my one league. But in the Rich Eisen League, I need Dalvin Cook to get a hamstring injury. Like, it just, The only thing worse than that is hearing someone talk about that. Like, if you, you, this, we're coming up to that time of the year. And the world's opening up, which is great. But you catch yourself at some social functions. 
And Brockman, you might be at like a kid's thing and you're hanging around with some of the other moms and dads talking fantasy. And then you catch somebody going down the rabbit hole talking about that emotional roller coaster that you just mentioned, the idea of, well, I'm rooting for Dalvin Cook, but I also had to root against McCaffrey. And that's the moment of the party. You say, let me go check on the bounce house. <laughs> See, that's the thing, man. People say that, but I disagree. I'm here for all fantasy talk. People go, no one cares about your fantasy team. If you've got some fantasy issues, you can always talk to me. I love it. I can't get enough of it. Like, I love fantasy football, and you want to tell me, you want to ask me some questions, you want to tell me how you, you got screwed over, I'm here for you're the all, but You're, you're, the, you're the, uh, the fantasy whisperer. I'm so, here so for So somebody it. can confide in like, you yeah. at a swanky L.A. party <laughs> saying, oh, I was going to start this guy, but I put him on the bench. I, and- think, I think we have uh, we found a new Monday segment, TJ. It's like, what do you need tonight? And it's yeah. just fantasy. Like, what do you need? Oh, well, I got McCaffrey playing, and he's got he's got Mahomes and Tyree Kill, and I got because you envision McCaffrey it. Sometimes when you set your lineup, and you go, Hardman. "Okay, I'm looking at the schedule. The Monday night game, it's got the Dolphins. I got Tua. I think I'm going to start him this week because I want to watch on Monday night as yeah. he wins me the week. Like you can envision it right. in your well, in your head. I need 38, and I got right. I got Drew Brees. Wait a minute, no, I got Jameis. And then all of a sudden, like James White on the Patriots, for whatever reason, just goes for four touchdowns. The one time all season he does it, never does it again. The next week they introduce you to a new running back that they found working out outside. This of guy was uh, a gym teacher two weeks yeah. ago, and yeah. now he's got 105 and three touchdowns. Al Michaels telling this story. Oh, Sonny Michelle used to be A and P, and now he's uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, a couple more, a couple more headlines. Uh, Mike Asecki, Dolphins tight end. Speaking of Tua, he's off the COVID list. He was on it for 10 days, so he's back in Dolphins camp. It's going to be a thing all season long. Oh, he's on the COVID list, uh, yep. 10 days, and yeah. It's going to be a thing all season long. Like fantasy uh, leagues, you might want to think about adding an extra bench spot or two because guys are going to miss games. Do you think on fantasy spreadsheets they'll have how many yards they ran for last year, what their QBR is, or how many touchdowns they had, or if they're vaccinated or not? Because that way you'll know, hey, should I take a risk on this guy? Something to think about. Something to think about. Uh, Bengals camp, Joe Burrow having some mental struggles, describing them as just a mental thing, he said. It's frustrating right now. More so, I'm just not feeling like myself. I know I put the work in to make my knee feel good, make my body get ready for the season. Now it's just trusting my abilities, trusting my work, trusting everything as we get closer to game one. If it's still happening, then the panic button will start to go off. But right now, no panic button. So Joe Burrow, not worried about some early camp struggles. Are you? No, and I appreciate Joe Burrow bringing us into his mindset. The NFL, a league that often kind of celebrates how tough you are and you can work through it and overcome. He's sharing a very real thing for athletes who have gone through a catastrophic injury is that physically they might be able, but there's a mental block yeah. that they need to navigate and figure out. And I feel like Joe should be celebrated for sharing that uh, because that's a very real thing. Year two, he knows he can play at this level. Uh, It's no longer about can I succeed in the NFL? He can. Now it's just about how do I trust myself to succeed? And that's, that's challenging when you've been through something like that. We often just refer to these injuries as, oh, it'll keep him out for nine months and then he'll be back. And right. no, no, there's, if, if, if that injury that happened to Joe Burrow happened to you, it'd be something you talk about for the rest of your life all the time. <laughs> right. It's like I said earlier, right? I, when I dislocated my kneecap years ago, the biggest thing was, man, looking down the flight of steps and having my brain realize that like this leg could support your weight. 
it took a while. And I'm like, and I didn't have 300 pounders running around trying to block 250 pound linebackers trying to take me out either. So I also think Joe Burrow takes one look at that offensive line in Cincinnati. And he's like, what am I doing here? This could go bad again. You should have drafted Penn Sewell. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Got time for one more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Celebrity birthday. Yeah. Two quick ones. Uh, Hunter Henry, one of the Patriots, big off season acquisitions at tight end. He's going to miss a couple of weeks. Kind of did something to his shoulder yesterday. Having an MRI, check that out. So he's going to be sitting. So it might be John Smith season there Hunter in New England. Hunter from Los Angeles? Hunter was from the Chargers, came over. Yep, in free the agency. idea of Hunter Henry sounds like a very goop kind of name. <laughs> <in Los Angeles. laughs> and I know Adam is I really excited. I can see Brockman at playgroup oh playing God. alongside Hunter Henry. You know? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, my, my, my son's Cage. Talk about an L.A. name. Uh, I know Adam is very excited about this one. Uh, the Athletic Reporting Bears coaches have been impressed by Justin Fields' quote, natural arm talent. He's getting close, Matt Nagy said. His sidearm throws, his deep ball hits. Haven't altered the Bears' plan for him, however, but... He's coming. He's coming. It's it's, happening. It might be Justin Fields' season. Are you going to get that chill on the lakefront or Justin Fields first? What's it going to be? Are you going to be putting on the long johns to go to Soldier Field or are you going to be putting on the Justin Fields jersey to watch him play? Oh, man, Justin Fields. Halloween. So you think he plays before Halloween? Uh, without question. Yeah. I was so upset when the Bears traded in front of the Patriots because I knew they were taking Justin Fields and I wanted him in New England. We will see Justin Fields in a single-digit week play quarterback for the Chicago Bears? Yeah, without question. Without question. Without, without question. question. Without question. Ugh. That's going to be one that haunts you, huh? Is that your... That's going to haunt me that, for a while. That's, that's my Jason Tatum. TJ's Jason Tatum. That's my Jason So I'll answer yours with like, well, you don't really know that they would have taken Justin Fields. So. Yeah. Well, they took a quarterback anyway, so maybe they probably would have taken him. Oh, Ben yeah. Lyons in for Rich on a Tuesday. You can yeah, be a part of the show. Let's take some calls for the last segment. 844-204-RICH. 844-204-RICH. Guys, the show's almost over again. <laughs> Hit us up, as always, at Rich Eisen Show. Ben Lyons in for Rich. Celebrity Birthdays next. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
This is a letter okay. written in March of 1998 to Colts owner Jim Irsay, who at the time, a month away in the draft, the decision between you and Peyton Manning. Right. It's from Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> oh, dear James. Dear James. Dear James, in response to your addled request for a quick $30 million loan to secure the services of the Manning kid, I have to say no at this time. But the Leaf Boy is another matter. He looks strong and Manning doesn't, or at least not strong enough to handle that welcome to the NFL business for two years without a world-class offensive line. How are you fixed at left OT for the next few years, James? Think about it. You don't want a China doll back there when that freak sap comes crashing in. (laughs) Okay, let me know if you need some money for Leaf. I expect to be very rich when this Depp movie comes out. Your faithful consultant, Hunter, and it's signed HST, with at the bottom scrawled in uh, handwriting, CC John Walsh ESPN and CC Colonel Depp. How did you come into possession of this So letter? I'm a Chicago Cubs fan, and they were in town last week, and I was sitting there behind the, the dugout, and a guy... In L.A. Here. In, here in L.A., and a guy tapped me on the shoulder and, and said, are you Ryan? Are you Ryan Leaf? I said, yes, sir. And, and he said, uh, man, I'm just, you know, just such a fan of what you're doing now with the foundation and everything like that. And he just, we talked for a little bit, and he's like, have you ever... Have you ever seen that the Hunter S. Thompson letter? I'm like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Would you like to see it? And I said, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, I didn't believe it for a second, right? And there it came in the email, and I showed it to my my fiance, who's a, a huge Hunter S. Thompson fan, and we read it, and I just, the absurdity of the fact that, A, Hunter S. Thompson knew who I was, and B, that he was... He was trying to persuade Mr. Ursay to draft me instead was just comical. And tw- not to see it for 20 years, how does it, it just, it's just nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. Right. I called John Walsh of ESPN and he says, because he's known Hunter and his family's known Hunter S for, for years. He said his wife was like, why are they thinking it's not real? And as a matter of fact, it's a thousand percent real. Wow. Wow. And Hunter S. Thompson was a huge NFL fan. And obviously had an opinion on, on the 1998 draft. This well, I is... think now that we know that a lot of people had an opinion on the 1998 <laughs> NFL draft. This and is amazing. Isn't that I love that line, is that you don't want a China doll back there when that freak sap comes crashing in. <laughs> the irony of all this, this right, the irony true. of this, he would go on and play, start the most consecutive games of anybody. <laughs> and I would be injured going into year two and miss the entire oh, season. God. So we're just... Just reminding people. Strong of, underlined. Yes, yeah, strong. So after he dropped 24 in the first game, 23 in the second, probably sit Obi Toppin for the rest of the summer league, right? <laughs> ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. We didn't even talk about Michael Beasley as playing summer league. Like, this guy's been playing in the NBA for a decade. Why is he in the summer league? Once a Nick, always a Nick. Also alongside Emmanuel <laughs> Moutier, I believe. Once a Nick, always a Nick on that team. Summer league's turned into this interesting spot where guys are trying to make the league, whether they're rookies, overseas guys, or guys at the end of their yeah, careers trying to play their way back into the league. Michael Beasley, who I believe thinks that the yellow Power Ranger is real. I'm not quite sure yet. <laughs> what's, no? What's, what's the, yellow the yellow Power Ranger. I think he thinks it's real. Celebrity birthdays. What do we got oh. to close out the show? Chris Brockman, who was right, born on this on. day. Wait, I, I, had, days? I had the list Historic and now I lost thing? it. Hold on. I had the list and now I lost it. Celebrity birthdays. 
Shouts out to Leangelo Ball in the Summer League doing his thing. Is today his birthday? No, but just shouts out to him oh, yeah. because why not? Uh, New York Knicks legend John Starks oh, is 56. Oh, yeah. I love when Starks would guard Jordan in the playoffs. He'd be like, John did a great job on MJ tonight. You know, he only scored 44, but it was a tough 44. <laughs> yeah. He had to work for every one of those. To to John Starks was bagging groceries. He was at the AMP, which is a grocery store yeah. chain on the East Coast. Yep. And next thing you know, he's an NBA All-Star. One for 17 in Game 7. Oh, come on. That's just the worst. Sorry, Ben. Uh, your first-round overall pick in fantasy, Dalvin Cook is 26. Yeah, he's the guy. If I have the number one pick in fantasy this year, I'm going Cook. He's balled out yeah. for the Vikings. They don't have a tremendous quarterback behind center where I think they're going to air it out 40 times a game. I think they're going to hand off the pill, and they're going to hand it off to Cook. He's the guy. It's his birthday today, 26. 26. Prime of his career for Dalvin running Cook, back. 29 touchdowns the last two yeah. seasons. Let's go time for that dude. Whew, my goodness. Young uh, superstar in the NBA, probably up next for a super extension. John Morant's 22. John ja, ja Morant, subject Lo- of a six-part ja docu-series on Crackle, Love Sony's ja streaming Morant. platform. John ja Morant got bounced. Doesn't pass the eyeball test. You look at him, you go, he's going to get knocked around. He doesn't yeah. look strong yeah. enough. I don't get it. But then he just goes out there and, and jumps if, over people. 50 in a playoff game? Played in the playoffs, get Jaron Jackson coming back healthy. They made an interesting move. They picked up somebody. of No, they got Steven, Steven Adams, Adams, I think, yeah. now. Yeah. They made that deal. So we'll see what, what Josh Well, you want to make sure Josh has some protection. It ain't nobody trying to go. You know, <laughs> Third best player in that draft behind RJ and Zion, right? <laughs> no, right? One's, no one's trying to go knuck up to Steven Adams, bro. No, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> you know? You'd rather that's have Ja or, or, or RJ? Dentist or player? I'd rather, there's nobody's dentist I'd rather have than R.J. Barrett. No, uh, th- them personally. Maybe Del Tufos, but yeah. R.J. Barrett. <laughs> um, I'm going R.J. Barrett for life, man. That's my guy. Yeah, I know. Hall of Famer. This man is a, is a, a prodigy. He's, he's a Steve Nash is the godfather. That's true. That's true. That's true. Angie Harmon's 49? Wow. Wow. Angie Harmon. Law and Order. That franchise with uh, like the kids' movies, the kids' spy movies. Yeah. She knocked out a couple of those. Jason Seahorn proposed to her on The Tonight Show. Yeah, so romantic. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't? Five o'clock in the afternoon in Burbank. Who wouldn't do yeah. that? Uh, Heisman Trophy winner Gino Toretta's 51. Don't bring him up to Marshall Falk. Uh, Antonio Banderas, 61. Yes. Antonio Banderas. Got any good Antonio Banderas stories? I love Antonio Banderas. Desperado, I one of the best him movies ever. I at uh, the Academy Awards in 2020. Had a nice <laughs> laugh with Antonio. You know, he worked in the bull ring in Malaga selling sandwiches as a kid. What? And when my father would interview him, my dad knows the words to the song that they play in the Malaga bull ring. So he'd come in for the junket of, you know, Puss in Boots or Desperado <laughs> or when Antonio would visit his set and they'd start singing Spanish bull songs. <laughs> I just like the fact you were wild. rocking the Nikes with the tucks. I, mean, yeah, I, Kobe, big yeah, I had to pay some, some, no. some respect to Kobe yeah. Bryant on Oscar yeah. Sunday that wow. year. Antonio that. that night was also wearing his own cologne, Diablo, oh, which smells oh. very different from the unisex cologne from Lamar and Chloe, Unbreakable, <laughs> which apparently they are. <laughs> you know about the Chloe and Lamar? I don't. Unisex cologne? No. I don't know. Oh, yeah. No. Good for any occasion. One of my first celebrity sightings when I moved to Los Angeles in 2009, a bar opened in Hollywood. I went there to watch a fight, I think. It was a Saturday. Uh, one of, Chloe and Lamar walked by, and I was like, hey, Lamar and Chloe, hey, what's I smell up? you guys from down the block. You must be wearing Unbreakable. Hey. Are you guys I, wearing a unisex cologne? 
I remember being in a cheesecake factory in Woodland Hills back Oof. when they oh, first started the dating, and they came in together, and cheesecake we were like, factory. why are yeah, Lamar Odom and Khloe Kardashian together? Who do you think held on to the beeper when they're like, Khloe, uh, Lamar, your table's going to be about 15 <laughs> to 20? There's a giant beeper. I think Lamar had it, if I'm not mistaken. Lamar's putting the beeper in some acid-washed jeans with grips everywhere. With that? We he can't fit research. in some skinny jeans on Lamar Odom. Can't fit the beeper in his pants at now, Cheesecake this was, Factory. This was like 09, so he, they, you know, the yeah, jeans were still real baggy. He's got some true religion, some affliction jeans on. Now Lamar's from Queens. Yeah, he's Queens I'm pretty sure he had Tim's on. Yeah, he's not skinny jeans ever. That's Queens TJ's new center, Andre Drummond, is 28. Let's go. Happy birthday, Trey. Yes. Love that guy. Has a way, real passion for kimonos. Twenty eight? Does that seem young to you? I always I thought he was like thirty four. Yeah, <laughs> that does seem pretty young for Andre Drummond. People are casting him off because he had a bad run with the Lakers, but under thirty, I love yeah. Andre Drummond. Try to get a rebound against Drummond and Embiid next year. Good luck. If he had stayed in Los Angeles, would have crushed the beach volleyball scene down in Manhattan Beach Think this summer. Six man. <laughs> Take that guy. Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond. Man. Now he'll just go get to cr- crush a bunch of cheesesteaks in Philly. So. I, did a, uh, oh. I did a digital upfront with uh, Andre Drummond once. They brought us out on stage, and it looked like I was inside of like a giant television screen, but it was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. It was like I was the, <laughs> I was the kid, and he was Moranis. One of the biggest people yes. I've ever been around. Uh, 2003, those came out, those little restaurants. I had to do some research on well, that. Mike's still talking about the Bieber things. Oh, Restaurant beepers? Yeah. 2003. 95, they were if you're at a restaurant that's giving out beepers, you might want to change the reservation. Cheesecake is number one, though, TJ. You know? Change, no, they're one of change the reservation? One. What are you, bougie? I don't know. Like, they, they, they're, they're selling me shrimp scampi and, uh, you know, fish tacos. They're just showing you how popular it is. They'll shrimp at the end of the day, but I don't know. And we got 90 seconds left. Pete, Pete's known for Pete meatballs and, and pad thai. I'm not Pete, <laughs> Pete, what's up, brother? Real quick. Oh, Pete's on. What's up, Pete? What's going on, guys? Hey, What's going on? I was going to lay into you about the whole 11-year-olds copying the pros. I'm with TJ on this. It depends on the coach and the parent as to whether or not they do it. That was dumb you know, too far. Don't, don't blame me for that, Pete. So, well, I'm just no, saying, he's no, agreeing with you TJ. You were going to do that, that, but you're not going to do that. You're going to do something else instead. What do you got, Pete? <laughs> no, dude. But And then fantasy football, yeah, man, take Delvin Cook. Uh, but other than that, dude, I just want to call and say, hey, guys, have a good uh, week. Same and, you, Pete. Uh, I hope uh, – Lines are doing a wonderful job. Thanks, Pete. Hey, Pete, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Rich is back Monday. Yeah, thanks so much, Pete. Detected a little bit of a surprise in his voice. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing a good job? Yeah. (laughs) You're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. (laughs) Oh, yeah. High register. High register. High register. A little bit surprised. A little shock and awe there for Pete. It's like when somebody texts you and they're like, you know, I actually like that guy. When they put the actually in there, they're like, oh, you weren't expecting. Did you have a fun time on the Rich Eisen show? Actually, I did. Yeah, exactly. Believe it or not. <laughs> they gave me a really plush janitor's closet where I got to do my push-ups and my porcupine outfit from the future as I worked on the Judy album. Got to get it just right. Balenciaga, right? Shouts out to James Jones. You ain't got the answer, Sway. Quentin Richardson. And tomorrow we get Jane Slater. Tomorrow oh, we get Jane tomorrow. Slater. Come on, Jane. Jane. Let's go. Come correct. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Thanks for making us a part of yours. Ben Lyons in for Rich on The Rich Eisen Show.